Hello everyone, welcome back to The Co Show. My name is Mason Co. Sitting here across from me, as always, my co-host, Aaron Co. Hey. And today is Monday, November 2nd, day before the election. And um, <laughs> today is a really good day. You may never day. see us again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this may be our last yeah. podcast. Today is a really, really good day. It is a really good yeah. day. Yeah, uh, Seahawks moved to 6-1. didn't even have to use one. my AK. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the mark of a good day. Um <laughs> Yeah, Seahawks six and one, and the Niners yeah. obviously taking a loss, which is just you know extra extra positive. <laughs> I love four it. and four, huh? Four and four, and four and four. You know who they have coming up? Who's that? They. I uh, had it here. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Shoot. By the way, can we talk about how Nick Mullins looked better than Jimmy G? Yeah, they'll, there's a reason for that, and we'll get into it. I don't have now. I don't have that schedule in front of me, but they're they're playing. They got some really tough games coming up. They got the Packers next, I believe. Yeah, I got. They got to play the Bills. They've got to play the Rams. We uh, okay, yeah. The so they Saints. Have, they have yeah. They have Packers, Saints, Rams, Bills. Is are their next four? So that's a real tough road ahead. Yeah. Um, especially, I didn't even realize this. They, you know, uh. I, I guess we could talk about this on on this uh, this episode and not tomorrow, but they just traded Quan Alexander to New Orleans. Yeah, I did not realize they're playing him in two weeks. It's kind of interesting that they would elect to do that. I don't know, but yeah, uh, I guess he hasn't been. He's been out for a few weeks, but he, I think he's ready to come back now. Yeah, so uh, so they're trying to trade some, get rid of some cap. Um, you know, maybe because they might have to do something at quarterback. Seriously, in yeah, it's yeah. It, the you know trading away Quan Alexander in in this instance in this scenario makes it seem like they're uh they're like hedging a bet, like they're yeah. they're playing it safe for some reason when they theoretically should be going for a Super Bowl right now. Maybe they're not so confident. And they that. went to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, and yeah. that seems a little bit like a give up move. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they got another linebacker in return and a, a what a fifth round pick I think it was. So it seems like I mean the division's pretty much out for them. I mean, it's they're it, last in the division and they would be first in the NFC East. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I didn't know that was possible. By yeah, the way, it's, I I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. So yeah, the 49ers look like. I mean, I don't know that they're not a terrible football team. They're gonna win some games, but I can't. They're not going to pass three teams to get the division at this point. No, I, I, I yeah, can't yeah, I don't think that's possible. So can't, yeah, I can't really see it Rip. happening. Yeah, rift to the <laughs> Niners. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love to hear it. Um, you know, we still got another game against them, which uh, even if they're not in the hunt and we have it kind of wrapped up, I don't know when that game even is, but but you know that's still a, a must win. Just oh yeah, just cause so. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to playing them again because this game was the second most relaxing Seahawks game this year behind the Falcons game. And obviously, we talk about playing division rivals, especially in a division like the NFC West where all the teams are good. You know, you never know what's going to happen. No, I was really nervous about this game. Extreme. I was extremely nervous, especially, I mean, thank. also, we'll talk about this more on Wednesday as well. The Rams losing to the Dolphins, oh. absolutely massive. So now, you know, now we're sitting comfortably at six and one. Rams five and three, and the 
uh, Niners are four and four, Cardinals are five and two. So, I mean, that series of events happening oh, yeah. this weekend is absolutely massive because, you know, we could be looking at Rams being six and two tied with us or no sorry ahead of us we'd be five and two and the Niners being five and three yeah I mean that's like such a massive swing from this weekend was perfect in that regard so yeah I mean it was just a great game I mean we'll go we'll go into specifics right away here pretty much um to start the game uh I was it added to the nervousness (laughs) I was like oh shit they looked uninspired yeah they looked the offensive line was getting was getting worked yeah i'm like oh boy i you know i'm sitting there thinking arizona figured something out Mm -hmm. last week and the 49ers are duplicating that and Mm -hmm. the seahawks are not prepared yeah to to do it and then it just completely changed completely turned around uh the the offensive philosophy i was happy with yeah Um, a lot you know, and all, what I was really, really happy with was the emergence of DJ Dallas as the as the clear, um, I guess number three ahead of Travis Homer. I, yeah, and the Homer's still banged up, so I'm not I'm not totally sure about that. But I think after this week, I think yeah. you got to think he's secured it. I mean, he's yeah. I mean, he he did okay. He he catches the ball well, uh, running the ball. I I. You know, we need to see more from him. Um, I mean, I thought he was hesitant at times in the hole. He averaged yeah. like two and a half yards a carry. You know, I, I, I thought I might see a little bit more out of him running the ball. Um, he just he danced a bit, and maybe that's just hey, the guy has had very few NFL carries. There's no preseason. True. Um, 49ers still have some players, so you know it may maybe that he just needs to a few games to hit that hole a little bit harder, but I, I, yeah, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more. I think Chris Carson does a little bit more than he did at least running the ball wise, but he caught what six passes or something like that. He looked really good so, yeah, in that regard. So. Obviously Chris Carson is a better running back than him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I am perfectly fine with, uh, you know, five catches and, you know, five catches for 17 yards and a touchdown. 18 for 41 is tough, but he also had a touchdown in there. Yeah. And, you know, last week we were talking about how he missed that crucial, crucial pass block that got Russ hit. It was good to see him uh, kind of overcorrect when he decided to pass block <laughs> when when he was supposed to run the ball and then got Russ blown up again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, there's some concerns here and there with DJ Dallas. I would like, I agree with you that it would have been better to see him kind of hit those holes harder. But other than that, I don't know how you can seriously view Travis Homer as competition to DJ Dallas. Like, yeah, like personally, I think we've all hoped that he would overtake him. Yeah. You know, it looks like maybe that's happened. Although I, again, I, you know, we'll see, Mm -hmm. we'll see, but, but yeah, he shows some promise. Yeah. And he's basically, Couple, you know, fifth string back if you count Penny, Richard, Richard Penny. Jesus Christ, no. I just forgot he existed. <laughs> no. Totally forgot he existed. And he's, you know, I guess getting maybe close to coming back. Okay. But with Pete, you never know what that means. Yeah. Speaking of close yeah. to coming back, apparently Jamal Adams. Oh, one more thing. On, I just love that DJ Dallas. Every time he touches the ball, he has the biggest smile on his face. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I don't know. I just love that attitude. And yep. um, anyway, yeah. Speaking of coming back, though. Jamal Adams is supposed to uh, 
fully practice Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. And Pete said twice he is playing. He is playing. He is. Pl- so if he doesn't, yeah. then I'm I'm full panic mode with Jamal Adams. Yeah. But saying you know seeing that we're six and one, we gave up 27 points, but I, that's not the story yeah. of the game for the defense. That was not the story no. of the game. So you know seeing the way the defense played yesterday. Considering we have Carlos Dunlap and Jamal Adams, who we've only seen Jamal, what was it, two, three games? Yeah. And uh, one of them definitely wasn't his best performance. But, you know, having those two guys coming back when the defense is coming off this performance is is massive. I mean. Well, I think, you know, that the that defensive line, ever since they made that Carlos Dunlap <laughs> trade, the defensive line has played so much better. Crazy, just Carlos Dunlap already <laughs> yeah. having an impact yeah. before, he's, yeah. before he's even in the building. So, but there may have been something too, the the guys that played this week, like a little extra notch. Like I, they traded for a guy because they don't think I'm doing my job. Yeah. So I there may be, may be something to that. Like I got to show these guys so I stay mm-hmm. firmly in the rotation. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. uh, so I mean, we just got to mention right off the bat. Um, on offense, DK, and on defense, oh. Bobby. It, you know, yeah, it, just just incredible. A vintage Bobby day, which brings me. You know, he's played well this year, and it, it brings me yep. brings me hope that he can he can lead this defense in the playoffs. Continue to make good plays, big plays, and uh, you know, obviously, he's got he's he's got the leadership. You know, he's got the mental game. Just to see at least a flash that. He still has that physical game on lock. I mean, just destroying two linemen oh, at yeah. once and then sacking Jimmy G still. Plays like that, um, just incredible. He had, let's see, what were his stats? He had 11 total tackles, two sacks, three tackles for loss. And then he had like a bunch more hurries, I think. He had um, four, let's see. So this is from Hawk Blogger. I got a few things from, from yeah, him. That also, yeah. I'll just I want to credit him, but... Um, so he was the first Seahawks player and just the 11th NFL player to total 10 plus tackles, two plus sacks and four plus quarterback hits in a game since 2006. Wow. Which is as far back as that, those stats go. I did not know those stats only went back that far. I think just being able to combine all all those, all those pieces to it, but he, he played great and it was great to see them. I mean, the, obviously uh, Norton unleashed him and yeah you know Bobby hasn't blitzed a ton in his career it's been very rare that he that he's rushed the, the passer mm-hmm. so he he proved to be a weapon and I'm some of that is a surprise to the Niners you know so um you know you got to pick your spots with it because you do leave a void in the middle when you do that but um but yeah he he looked he looked great um had a great game I think you know there was some talk of Fred Warner Jr maybe surpassing Bobby as the the best middle linebacker in the division. Right. And I, you know, there may have been a little, little extra, um, giddy up and, and, and Bobby because of, you know, he, he hears those whispers. So yeah. Uh, yeah, he looked fantastic and great to see them, them use him as that type of weapon. Yeah. For the team, we got three sacks and six and a half tackles for loss, including Stefan Sullivan, baby. baby. The tight end? The tight end slash defensive end now, who yeah. the tweet I saw was they were comparing his measurables to Clowney's. So they were wow. like, eh, he's about the same height weight. Let's just toss him in there. Hasn't played defensive end since high school, and he wasn't noticeably getting thrashed out there. And he did yeah. have well, it was half a tackle for loss, but he was in he was in there, and he yeah. wasn't getting 
absolutely manhandled, you know, which is just great. It's a great thing. It's a great testament to how athletic he is. And, you know, hopefully he has, maybe he could be our, our Taysom Hill, except not quarterback, you know? <laughs> well, I thought with a, I, 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 you know, in our preseason, I, I mentioned that I really like this kid. I, he has a great backstory. Mm-hmm. He had a very tough upbringing. Yeah. Didn't have his, his first bed that was his until he was in college on, you know, um, so it's just a, you know, I, I root for guys like that. For so, sure. Yeah. And then when he got moved to defensive end, I'm like, okay, this means they've decided he can't play tight end. Right. Yeah. Um, that's usually, and then, so I'm like, okay, they're going to see what he's got there and then he'll be cut, mm. you know, at best at the end of the season. But to see him, I believe he had 22 snaps in the game to see him get out there and, and and make a contribution that was pretty cool. I mean, who I who knows? I mean, I don't have super high hopes, but but if he could be a functional part of the rotation, I mean, what what a find. I mean, that just yeah, yeah, just another guy, you know. I mean, we have our our the way our roster is constructed, you know, we we're relying on just a lot of guys to just make a play here and there. Yeah. And, and hopefully yeah. hopefully a guy like Dunlap and Jamal coming back, we can have a couple more of those just big play guys that you know, we don't have to rely on Demont. You know, the Demontre Moores and yeah. and <clears throat> the Colliers and and the Sullivans. So, uh, but as of right now, it seems like we're gonna need Sullivan to have half a tackle for loss here and there. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. If we really want to be a Super Bowl contender, we're gonna need. You know, we're gonna need more. We're gonna need Barton. We're gonna need these guys to yeah to step up and get a big play once in a while. Um, speaking of Barton, uh, you know. Forcing the fumble on on the boy Dante Pettis uh, who we just talked about last Dante week. Dante got R.I.P. Dante. He yeah. got murdered, and I, yeah. I I feel you know I, I and I'll say it again. You know we've said this many times. When Huskies go to the NFL, I wish them well. But if they're playing against the Seahawks, sorry, I was my loyalty ends yeah. when you when you are out of the purple and gold, especially so. on the Niners. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. like, yeah, that my reaction to that fumble, um, was 100% happy. Oh yeah. I, there was no part of me that was like, yeah. Oh Dante. I had a little bit of that just because this kid showed promise mm-hmm. and then he's in the doghouse. I, I don't know why. I don't really know why. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's earned the doghouse. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, and then he's active because they have receiver, you know, injured receivers, and he gets into the game and immediately gets murdered and fumbles. Off, so yeah, off yeah. the injury, I believe Jarek McKinnon he came back in, but he was shaken up. So I think that's why he was even returning in the yeah. first. So it was like injuries led him to yeah. be active, and more injuries yeah. gave him that chance. And so yeah, I mean, saying yeah. that saying that no part of me felt bad for him is false because it it was not even because he was a husky, more just like just his circumstance in particular, yeah. like it could have been really anyone. Like his career is in jeopardy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I hate, I mean, yeah, so I hate to see that, but in hey. general, I hate, I hate seeing guys that are like trying to make a living in the league. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't like seeing those guys fail, especially, especially if they're a Husky. But at the end of the day, yeah. when you're playing for the Niners and, and yeah. when we're trying to, trying to get to six and one here, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. I, yeah. Don't, don't, you know, didn't really sweat it that much, but it did, especially he got hurt too. Like yeah, that's just yeah, even more yeah. got sent to the locker room on that. But yeah, that was just another one of the big plays. Um, another guy that stepped up is DJ Reed jr. Yeah. We had former Niner, former Niner. We had, yeah. we had number 29 and number 31 <laughs> stepping up, making plays again. 
So uh, I don't know if you caught this, but there was in his post game, he was talking about the celebration after his pick where he hot potatoed with like everyone on yeah. the defense. And he said, see that. he said he wanted everyone to touch the ball so everyone could get that good energy. So he like, he tossed it to legit oh, wow. everyone. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not a big deal, but yeah. it's just, I mean, being a former Niner coming to the Seahawks, making an impact right away. And the way he talked about that play, he studied, he knew it was coming. So seeing him make that play and then just care about his teammates instantly, just yeah. another, another testament to the vibe, the locker room and the vibe in Seattle. I mean, everyone loves each other. So that gives me hope for Carlos Dunlap, you know? Yeah, for it, sure. Yeah. You know, Carlos Dunlap coming in, he did, he wasn't playing that much for the Bengals. Not only was he not playing much, but I'm guessing he was a little uh, demoralized by year, what, 10? Of, oh, yeah. Of, you know, he had a couple good years here and there, uh, team years, that is, for wins and stuff. But how many years has it been since he's been on a competitive team? I think, yeah, I, and especially a team that they don't even have, like, an indoor facility, and they're, they're playing in Cincinnati in the winter. Like, this franchise cares about their players, the locker room. Yeah. So I think Dunlap's going to come in and I think this defense, I don't want to, I don't want to get too uh, excited about it, but I think we could see this defense become j average or I'll solid. Take average. Yeah. Average or solid. Cause what we talked about in the past, our theory for how to win a Super Bowl, one amazing unit and one above average unit. Yeah. Yeah. If that defense can even just be average, our, our offense is so good. I think yeah. we just need an average defense. I think, I think Jamal Adams and and Dun or, uh, Dunlap coming back, I think that I think that gets us there. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. And they've they've you know they did show a few things. And keep in mind, I mean, I know the 49ers have some injuries, but they have supposedly the you know the greatest play caller in the in the history of of football. If you listen to some people, seriously, they you know they um um they were scoring a lot of points you know in their previous games, especially in the first half. Let me see if I can find that other stat that I had. Um, let's see. So, well, here's an example. So the 49ers rushing yards over their last three games were 197, 122, and 131. Yesterday they had 52. Hell yeah. So that's that tells you something. Um, so, you know, they um, th that's still a good offensive team. I yeah. mean, it, it should be. It should be. And the Seahawks really just, just shut them down. Um this wasn't playing the Eagles or, you know, playing playing some of the other teams that have nothing. I mean, they had a lot of their offensive guys out there, mm -hmm. and uh, the Seahawks really just looked like a different team. So hopefully that carries over. And before you talk about Garoppolo getting hurt, Nick Mullins looked better than Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. looked like dog shit before he came out. I, did George Kittle, did he end up coming back? I don't think he did. The game was pretty out of hand so, by then. And he that's, had two catches. That's the other thing. He only had two catches. And, again, the game, when he got out, the game, they shortened the gap when, when he left the game. Like, it, yeah. it became more scary after he left the game. So... I don't want to hear anything about injuries. No, I don't want to hear anything. injuries too. Did you I see our our inactives? I yeah. was like, fuck. Like, we are screwed. Starting, starting corner... Best safety in the league. Um, who else? I mean, defensive, we had defensive end. Uh, defensive end. Wasn't 95 out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Out? Not that he's that 
<laughs> yeah. Great, but... I mean, if you just look at the list, I, I believe I can find it on Twitter somewhere. You know, you had your top two running backs out. Yeah, I know. mean, that's the big one. So yeah. You had some major. That's really the big one. You had some pretty major injuries there. For sure. So, so yeah. So both teams were, were, were banged up. Yeah, don't um, want to hear shit about injuries. We won't because no one listens to this. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than that, I mean, I just wish DK Metcalf could run more than a, a go route. You know, <laughs> I, you know what I mean. Just imagine, oh, yeah. imagine if he could run slants and and Seriously. outs and comebacks and curl routes. Yeah, he would be the best receiver routes. in the league. Oh wait, he is. He's the best oh, receiver yeah. in he, football. He is. Who's better? Tell me who's better than DK Metcalf right now. I mean, he's got the numbers. Uh, he's got the big plays. Um, yeah, uh, he looks out. He looks outstanding. And we saw the whole route tree in one game yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, speaking of DK, okay, let's just close out of this browser. Um, yeah, I don't know what just happened there, but uh, I was just looking. He's uh, fourth in, I think, fourth in yards and first in tied for first in touchdowns. So. Uh, at the very least, he's an all-pro wide receiver. Or, or yeah. at the very, very least, he's a Pro Bowl wide receiver. So, yeah. Um, what else we got? I mean, we could talk more about DK. Go go a little bit more in depth. So here's here here's a couple things. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the, so he's on he's on pace to surpass Randy Moss's sophomore season. Randy Moss was 80 for. 14 13 and 11 touchdowns that's pretty damn good he's yeah he's um right on pace to get real close to jerry rice's second season also a pretty damn good football player yeah so wide receiver number here's a thing uh this softy uh, retweeted this i'm not sure where he got it but um wide receiver numbers after 23 games okay mm-hmm. so that's how many games dk has played so calvin so um DK Metcalf is 94 for 15, 80, and 14 touchdowns after 23 games. I'll okay. take that. I will take that. Calvin Johnson was at 85 for 14, 38. Larry Fitzgerald, uh, 102 for 13, 91. Jerry Rice, 86 for 1708. Randy. So anyway, he's in elite company. Yes, yes. He's in elite company. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know. Uh, he obviously could do more than a lot of teams thought that he could. Uh, he's stayed healthy, knock on wood, so far. Um, he has shown the whole route tree, and they've they've brought it along slowly. So they're just kind of inter- You know, every week you see a little something else in his game. So yeah. he's obviously working hard to to add those routes. Um, he, in addition to his forty time at the combine, which a lot of people talk about, he also had the fastest 10 yard split um which which a lot of times the big guys have don't have a very good 10 yard split they make up the 40 time in, yeah. in the last 20 yards it takes him a sec to get moving yeah but he you know so he has that initial burst and you see that when he runs routes like he's just by guys right mm-hmm. now i mean he just one on one on the outside it was just hopeless he would just run a slant and it would be hopeless for the cornerback yeah. like just five to eight yards every single time. Like he just hits that slant and guess what? That's a route <laughs> that yeah. involves quick bursts, shortcuts. Like that's a Tyler Lockett. That's a Doug Baldwin. Yeah. route. Like that's, you know what I mean? Um, it feels like this year we're just going to switch off between teams, double, double teaming Lockett and double teaming yeah. Metcalf. Pick your, pick your poison. Yeah. And the other one's just going to have like an all time game. 
So I, I can I can deal with that. Yep. Um, obviously, the the real big play he had was coming over the middle and then just running around an entire football team. Uh, you don't see that in the NFL. No. That's guy, high school guy, shit. Yeah. Like, not even college that much. Yeah, not yeah, not like, very often. Like, that. that's something that C.D. Lamb did in college. Yeah. He was, like, the only one that really did that in college. Any, like, recent receiver. Um, yeah, he doesn't do that in the NFL. <laughs> um, right. Who else does? I mean, really no one. It, it was a... It's... Like, this sounds fake, but he, right when he caught the ball and he kind of made that, like, cut, like, slightly backwards... Yeah, around that yeah. guy, I was like, "Oh my, he's not gonna score this, is he?" <laughs> yeah, because there yeah. were still like I don't know how many guys, there... five or six guys out in front of him, and he didn't catch the edge yet. And I was like, "He's no yeah, way. he's gonna get pushed out of bounds." Yeah, I, I was. Know, he might gain eight or ten yards. Yeah, he, he, you know, he was in my head. I was like, "He's not gonna do it, right?" Yeah, he's not gonna catch. And then even as he was catching the edge, I was like, "He's gonna step out." Yeah, and then it just. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this, he's just so incredible to watch. He is. Uh, it, it feels like every week he he has a play. You know, last week with the chase down, this week with that play, where you just sit there with your with your hands on your face, just wondering how the hell it happened. So, yeah. You know, it, really exciting to you know think about what what could be, you know, what what the scenario could be moving forward with him and for and sure. Russ. You know, for years to come, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he again just looks better and better every week um so teams teams are gonna have to decide you know do we put a safety over the top of him um which you know or or we put our best corner on him but then you know they're gonna make you pay one way or another so that's been been awesome awesome to see by the way his style line i don't think we read it out 12 for 161 and two touchdowns that one play being a 46 yarder i did not realize it was 46 yards i mean that just goes to show how quick he is because it seemed like he ran he ran a long way sideways and it did not yeah. seem like it was 46 yards down the field yeah. so yeah um Up they're fast <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh you know i think we should talk about david moore he only had three for 18, uh, but he did have that touchdown, and he just comes up big. He comes up big. He makes tough catches. He he only had three targets, but he came up with three catches and and that big touchdown, big touchdown. Big touchdown. He had a couple uh, good runs, too. Yeah, and, true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think... Two for 28. I think yeah. David Moore is a fantastic... I think he's developed into a fantastic third option he's at receiver. getting more consistent, which has been good to see. That was always kind of the issue with him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's he's looking looking a lot better. And, For sure. You know, that was, one again, one of my big concerns going into the season is who would emerge as the third receiver. So yeah. good to see him uh, able to do that. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else do we got? I mean, we should just talk about Russ, too. I mean, <laughs> you know... Another MVP game for Russ, 27 to 37, 261, four touchdowns. Uh, what can, what else can you say? I mean, well, the, he's on pace for 59 touchdown passes. <laughs> so insane. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I don't think he'll throw that many, but, uh, you know, he'll probably. We're damn near, I mean, we're damn near halfway yeah. through the season. So he'll have a couple of cold weather games where yeah. maybe he doesn't put up the big numbers, but, but yeah, he's, you know, again, back in that MVP slot. 
you know, after you know a rough week last week, it's good to see him bounce back. And, and really, it was just a does. yeah, really, it was just a rough few passes last week. Too. Yeah, that's the crazy part. And as DK Metcalf said, the the rush for MVP train is back on the tracks. So yeah, for sure, it's good to see that. Not not just to see him win an award, but as a football team, you know, it seems like if we're gonna win a Super Bowl, Russ needs to be the MVP of the league. Yeah. Period. It seems like that's the case. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. What else you got other than I guess Jimmy G looking like dog shit. Nick Mullins isn't good, so he didn't look that much better. Well, I think the the you know one of the big factors of the game. So early on, the offensive line struggled, but as the game went along, you know the the Forty Niners were were blitzing DBs, and uh, the Seahawks adjusted and were able to pick that up. There weren't really a lot of problems with blitz pickup after those first couple of drives. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I thought was interesting is, so the 49ers like to, they like, they bootleg quite a bit. That's a big part of Shanahan's offense. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks did a great job of staying in their gap. So when you, when you bootleg, you're going to fake a handoff to the running back going one direction. The quarterback's going to circle back the other direction and you usually just have one receiver out there, or you're going to throw back across to the other side. And the Seahawks did a great job of of covering the the, the boot option to the strong side, and and also they had a play where they blew up something on the back side. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to remember, oh, I can't remember who blew that up. I don't know if it was Neil or Day. D- I think it was Diggs. Just I think it was. A guy. I think it like was. He hit a guy really hard. There were a bunch of guys there. So they did, and then on the on the flip side of that, the Seahawks did a nice job with their bootleg. So mm-hmm. they had a touchdown off of a boot where it looked like the guy was covered, but then the defensive end stopped running. Right. Yeah. So we we had that touch. Who caught that touchdown? I'm blanking on that one. Um, who was that? Uh, was that Disley? Was that the Disley? No, uh, Disley didn't have. He had Disley only had that one catch where he went out of bounds when he shouldn't have. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um. I guess while you're looking for that, that uh, might have been uh, was that the DJ Dallas one? It was either D- DJ Dallas? I think it was DJ Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. Um, so they, you know, so that was an interesting thing because you would think that would be a 49ers strength, but the Seahawks use that. The Seahawks do that quite a bit too, but they the bootleg looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so those were, I mean, a, a big part of the you know game. Um, yeah, early on though, I mean, it was a little rough. Um, you know, Russ gets sacked, they punt, and then you had the the really interesting call by Shanahan on the San Francisco's first drive where they ran the wildcat. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and I he, don't know what the hell he said. Basically, you know, they were planning to get a few yards, hopefully, and then go for it on fourth down. Mm-hmm. But then they ended up losing yards. But Wildcat on third and five. Like, I, yeah. I that's, think that's wild, dude. That's a coach overthinking <laughs> Real things. wild, yeah. Uh, a lot of people hate the Wildcat. I think it can be effective on, on third or fourth and short. I've seen it work here and there. But third and five, that's just puzzling, and it just shows you that he doesn't believe that his quarterback can get him a first down. Yeah. That's what that looked like to me. I mean, it's it's yeah, the coach can always say, oh, we thought we'd like the look or whatever, but – at the end of the day, it really reads like you don't trust the QB. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And uh, hold on, one more thing about about DK. I mean, when the goat gives you props, you know. Uh, Wait, that's who? <laughs> Where's Michael Jordan? So LeBron, LeBron said we built different. DK Metcalf, aka Baby Bron. Uh, I will say, LeBron, you did already name someone after yourself. So, so LeBron is DK's dad? <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no, but. Uh, DK's dad played for the Bears, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but, uh, you know, this is, it's just a little thing. But it is cool. Like, when you have LeBron calling you Baby Bron, I don't know how many people he said that about, but it can't be many. If the, if the Seahawks and Lakers made a trade, who do you think would get the better end of the deal? I don't know. How, well, the thing is, like... <laughs> I don't know how DK I, – I don't know if he can shoot a basketball. I don't know. I have no idea. So I'm just going to say for this year, I, like if you give it – if you <laughs> if you're saying it's a five-year trade, I don't know. Maybe DK maybe DK can become a slasher and really, really uh, wreak some havoc in the NBA. But, yeah, no, I think LeBron probably – I think that's, I think we win that trade probably. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't – that tweet means nothing to me, but anyway, it wasn't a tweet. Actually, it was on oh. his Instagram story. Oh, sorry, Instagram. Yeah. yeah, I don't do Instagram. I really don't either. I I just happened to catch it, but no, it is like, no, it's always nice, especially when it's not in your city. Yes. And yeah, we don't even have a basketball team because fucking Howard Schultz. Yeah. Anyway, fuck, fuck we'll Howard talk about Schultz. that next week. Yeah. Next podcast. Um. One thing I do, I'll say just a couple negative Nancy Naggy things mm-hmm. real quick. Um, Dixon, another um, another unclutch touchback at the end of yeah. the game, at the end of the game, and at the end of the half too. It's crazy to me because you know he he had a great sixty five yard punt that died oh, at the two. Sorry, that was that was the one at the end of the half. Yeah. That was good. So that one, yeah, that one. Um, Basically, Shanahan's like, "Well, fuck this. I guess we're just gonna take a knee." That like, that was good. Shanahan that was, gave up that was because great. of that punt. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then there's a you know when the the San Francisco's starting to make us sweat a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he punt and he does, I don't know. He seems like whenever I really want him, like, okay, this is we need this it is now. Time, yeah. He puts it in the end zone. And it, it, it I'd rather he t- was less aggressive and dropped it at the ten. Most you know? of the time, they aren't like. Oh, they just creaked into the end zone. It like yeah. it hits at the five and just goes straight back. Yeah, like, it just that one had even... no chance. No. Yeah. And then the other thing, if if uh, if Myers hits that extra point, no, oh. like the whole the whole yeah. fourth quarter is different. Yeah. Because we're up by we're up by nine instead of eight. Yep. We're up by eleven instead of ten. Yep. Like it just changes everything. So obviously, you know, I just move forward. He hit a forty-eight yarder after that. Yeah, it looked like he fixed whatever happened. And yeah, and, and uh, as long as it's not a big mental thing, so um, yeah. I guess just move on from that. It didn't cost us, but that is something that is noteworthy because you know being up nine instead of eight is oh, everything. Yeah, I mean it's, it's a huge everything. difference all the all the way in the end of that game for yeah. sure. You know, Seattle's second drive, um, they had two false starts. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was rough. I mean, that's the point where I'm like, oh my, like we're just not gonna show up today. Yeah. Okay. I see what we're doing. Um, Russ had a bad throw to to Greg Olson, you know, and just looked like okay, you know, they're all out of sync. And but the offensive line, you know, I don't, I don't 
know if they had any penalties after that or not. I don't remember, but I don't. Nothing jumped out at me. That's the and thing. Made me pissed. Really, so. really, with our offensive line, we're just looking for. I don't notice. I mean, really, any offensive line. Yeah. If you don't notice them, it's a good game for the most part. Yes. So, yes. Uh, but particularly with ours, we're not looking for dudes to go out there and, and pancake people. Like, just hold up, hold up, okay, and, and don't have too many penalties. Um, and then we already talked about briefly the DJ Dallas pass pass protecting when he was supposed to run the ball. <laughs> yeah. And then I mean that's two weeks in a row. DJ Dallas has got Russ hit pretty hard. Yeah. That um, has got to stop. Yeah. So like you know if he can't fix that, then put Travis Homer in over him no matter what. Yeah. Because I like Russ can't be getting touched. Yep. Speaking of Russ getting touched, he's finally getting some calls. One of them was even like a little soft. I yeah, would say one yeah. of his uh, roughing the passer. He did that. So he did did that little like I'm gonna slide. Oh no, I'm not. Now I'm gonna half slide. Mm-hmm. And I think if the defender just makes it look a little bit less aggressive, like I think you know what I mean. Yeah, he came in a little hard. Pull your head up and make it look like you weren't really trying to hit him. Just go with your arms out, pretty much. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think you get away with that one. So. Um, sometimes a little acting, you know, can, can help in those situations. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's good to see him cause he doesn't always get those calls. No, so I hope, I mean, that's the other thing is does winning him an MVP get him calls next year? Genuinely. That, I think that always makes a difference. Cause the NFL, I'm guessing the NFL makes it clear. We need our star quarterbacks to yeah. stay healthy. And once you win an MVP, like the NFL wants to build legacies, you know, cause yep. that's what keeps people coming. Yeah. So Russ wins an MVP. He, all the now he has a legacy officially he has a, a legacy so uh, you know maybe winning winning an mvp is more important to the actual results of the game next year than we think just oh, yeah. just for that reason just just for the respect and i don't know um i guess you know it seems like he's getting more calls than he has been so yeah i think so whatever. i think when you're in that upper echelon especially if you're respected as a passer you know, Lamar Jackson's still probably not going to get a ton of calls. Cam Newton's probably not going to get a ton of calls. We'll talk about Lamar Jackson on Wednesday, but oh, mm. I don't know. I mean, if they figuring the guy out, I we'll, said we'll get I, into that. I said losing Yonda was a big deal. Yeah, and he's our, he's he lost about a hundred pounds this off season, so they can't bring him back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll talk we'll talk about that yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's he's a passer. He's he's yeah, officially he's a respected he's passer. He's now become a. 100 percent pass first yeah he now he's he's similar to like aaron Rodgers in that he can move in the pocket and escape well but he's a passer yeah i mean they're not even really he's not even keeping it much on on read options anymore by the way he's currently better and better all time than aaron Rodgers. i said it yeah well aaron Rodgers got beat by the vikings yeah we'll talk about that vikings talk about that on wednesday too yeah um let's see here Hey, Nick Ballore had a nice run. You gotta have yeah. that fullback. Yeah. You gotta have that fullback. Where's the fucking fullback? <laughs> it's funny, the 49ers use the fullback. I think that them and the and Minnesota use it way more than anyone mm-hmm. else. The juice. Yeah, but uh but yeah, Ballore had a nice first down carry to set up um well what I wrote down was Metcalf is fucking fast. So <laughs> that must have been the one around the end. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but that doesn't happen without Ballore getting an a, a really tough first down run. So five yards was, for it. Yeah. Yeah. That was and and he got hit a couple yards shy and made it happen. So mm-hmm. there's one more one more thing I'm I, I wasn't pissed. I mean, I didn't enjoy it, but I more wanted to ask you about it. 
there was we were on our own within our own 10 yard line they punted and, and just down had a really nice punt and second and 15 we run with dj dallas third and 18 we run a draw with travis homer yeah why are we giving up on second down i know i know yeah. we're close to our own end zone we're giving up on second down though that that was that one was surprising that one was surprising. The third down call, like everybody yeah, in that one, I mean, yeah. who's ever watched a football game knew that was going to happen. For but sure. I don't know, you know. And that's one of those things. Is it is it the look they gave? Are you trying to get half of it? You know, thinking, oh, yeah. you know, if I can get half of it here and get half of it on third down. Um, I, I, especially when you don't, when when you don't have a your top running back, I would, I would have liked to have seen at least a safe pass if mm-hmm. nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought that was a little strange too, but it may have just been, you know, I don't know what the look was, but sometimes you can get eight yards in that situation, you know? Um, so it might be worth it, but it's better than an incomplete. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I, that I didn't, I didn't like that call either. Yeah. And then, oh, also before the Dixon punt to the three, that was a very fast three and out. Yeah. To give them ball. We had, we got it with like a minute and a half left, and they got it with. We ran like hurry, or we ran like three, yeah. like really quick. Well, that's the you know that's the downside. Can be the downside of let Russ cook. Yeah, but it's like why are we throwing short? Yeah. Shit, and then I don't know. Yeah. It. I will. That was quick, and then they get the ball back. And fortunately, a great punt and Shanahan. Shanahan doing Shanahan things, right? Mm, yeah, he, yeah. He's done this before. We've seen it in two Super Bowls. Yeah. He gets scared. So I think if I think the Seahawks, if they get the ball there, they might try a little something. I don't think they're just gonna straight take a knee. Yeah. With, I mean there was a minute left or close to it. Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to I thought they would go get a field goal. You Me know? too, yeah. Because I, was I wasn't like, feeling, still wasn't feeling real great about yeah, our defense. I, I was like, this is prime Trey Flowers and prevent time. <laughs> yeah, Where yeah. he just gives up 20 yards at yeah. a time. Um, and then I, we're kind of bouncing all over the place here at this point. Just yeah. uh, random points that we kind of missed. But um, Trey Flowers forced a fumble. It got overturned. Getting closer to the Trey Flowers yeah, pick. Yeah, we're getting we're there. We're getting closer. And then <laughs> I think it was like the next play, Jimmy G threw that pick to DJ Reed, who I already said – I liked I liked his attitude yeah. afterward. I liked that he knew it was coming and was able to jump the route and catch it. Fucking terrible throw. Oh, Such yeah. a bad throw. He's so bad. And I, I I guess, you know, his ankle's bad or whatever, but man, he's never been I just what has he done? He won a few games with uh you know, with with New England. Uh, I, even when they went to this on that Super Bowl run last year, he never really looked very good. I, he's just not very good. Oh, they blew know? out the Packers in the NFC Championship game. Oh, they ran for 220 yards untouched. Yeah. So it's, I mean, there's nothing you can really, you know, the the Niners fans on Twitter last year that were saying he was elite just Ugh. didn't want to cope with the fact they gave a very mediocre at best quarterback a ton of money. That's, yeah. That's the reason Niners fans are saying I he's mean, elite. A lot of his success, you know, the games that they've won, it's, I mean, Shanahan is a great play caller. He's very creative with running plays. Yeah. Not, you know, not, not with Jimmy G making plays Mm -mm. down the field. So they do a lot. They have a lot of creative running plays and they have a lot of sideways passing game. But I mean, downfield, how many throws has that guy made down the field? (laughs) Like four. Yeah. Like four past his own (laughs) line of scrimmage. Um, Yeah. I mean, 
I guess, I mean, as far as the game goes, incredible, incredible feeling afterwards yeah. and, and, and during most of the game felt great. Well, the, the 49ers had, a, I think it was 116 yards in the first half. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was another thing at, with 12 minutes left in the third quarter, DK had like five less yards than the, the right. whole Niners yeah. offense. And then, you know, I, one, one of the things that the Seahawks have been really bad at this year and we all hate the prevent, you know, we all hate prevent defense, but in, in, in a game like that, yeah, you're, you're going to run, probably run that. Yeah. And, but I think what's the Seahawks are even too passive in those situations. So if you're playing prevent, what you're, what you're doing is, yeah, you're going to allow six and seven yard completions and tackle. Uh, but you also are hoping for some incompletions, right? Yeah. But the Seahawks just seem to, you know, you they watch a guy go eight for eight down the field. Oh, you didn't score a touchdown on this play? Good. Yeah. That's the mentality. That's, <laughs> I, we need a little bit more aggressiveness there. Especially when a field goal really changes. Yeah. What, yeah. You know, they're down by three or less, or when they're up by three or less, and they're playing this prevent defense. Yeah. It just it's like makes me want to pull my hair out of my head. Right. And right. I have some sweet hair right now. So. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So I, they've and and Pete Carroll, I I think he addressed that today. Said that they went with a four, you know, a four man rush, and he feels like they maybe need a little bit more help even in those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, you either got to get more pressure or even in prevent or you've got to play better coverage. You got to lock up. Yeah. You got to do something. Yeah. Something has to change there because you can't. Yeah. You're up by three touchdowns and things are looking pretty good, but NFL teams can score three touchdowns in 15 minutes, mm-hmm. especially you know? a team that's supposed to be good. Like the Niners. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, we're not talking about the jets, you know? Yeah. This is a team that's dangerous still. It so. is. Especially when when they bring in Nick Mullins. Nick yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm just glad they didn't get to Bethard. I mean, that's <laughs> the closer coming in. That would have been real the, scary. The closer. Yeah. Yeah. They're a quarterback by committee. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. They're, they're revolutionary. This Kyle Shanahan just being a revolutionary on the offensive side of the ball once again. Three quarterbacks. Yeah. But, but I think you know, considering, um, I mean, they, you know, you have you have a third string nickel guy. In uh, is it DJ? What I don't even know what the fuck his uh, name is. The guy that had the pick. Yeah, DJ. DJ Reed. Reed. Yeah, DJ Reed. Yeah, the Jr. third string nickel guy. You had to move um, Dunbar over to left corner and bring in Trey Flowers to give up eight yards every play mm-hmm. to the to the other side. So you have, right there, all three of your corners are different than what you expected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even from last week, you have uh, Ryan Neal who was on the practice squad a few weeks ago playing strong safety mm-hmm. because Lano Hill, I don't know what happened to that guy. Yeah. What actually Is he still on the team? I, just forgot I don't about know. him. Yeah. Um, I guess Ryan Neal just like had an opportunity and yeah. Just, so that was your, did something good. So that was your third string, strong safety going yeah. into the, you know, going into the season. And he's, you know, so, you know, you've had, you've had all these changes and still they were able to, you know, they've held it together enough this season and then looked looked really good this last game. So I you know, yeah, when when everybody's back, I mean this should be and I'm not gonna say they're gonna be dominant. I don't think we're gonna get there, but they should be 
They shouldn't kill you. Mm-hmm. That's what we're hoping for. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be, you know, can the offense carry the defense? That's just going to be the story of the season. But if we get to a point where we don't have to put up 35-plus every game, yeah. then I'm I'm confident. Can you keep them under 30? Yeah, <laughs> Can you, you know what I mean? Seriously. Keep them under four, t- you know, 28 or less. That's really, know? yeah. That's what we're <laughs> looking for at this yeah. point. Yeah, um, I'll be I'll be pretty happy, and you know, yeah, you might lose a couple games that way, but um, but I don't know, I yeah, that's what we need for sure. Um, yeah, overall, once again, positive feelings, a hundred percent. Yeah, six and one. We I feel like this week wasn't very nitpicky from us, but we do tend to nitpick. Uh, six and one is better than we could have hoped or asked for to start oh. the season. So, um. You know, it's just fantastic. And, yeah, feeling this game was one of the only wins the Seahawks have ever had in this era that made me just 100% feel better about the team. Yeah. Just 100%, I just feel better about the team this week than I did last week. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, yeah great. And now, you know, next up they, they go to Buffalo, and that's that's not going to be it's easy. It's a big test. It's a really big test. But um, our, our boy – that we've we've never been big fans joshy boy um you know he's been pretty pedestrian of late i think Mm -hmm. he has like four touchdowns and four picks lately so he's kind of come you know maybe come out of that mvp conversation a little bit can my trey flowers pick hit against there we go can it hit it's gonna hit someday i might just make him my player of the week we'll just have to (laughs) set the tune in make make trey flowers my player of the week um yeah i mean I guess well. First of all, do you have anything else about this game? No, I mean I'm just you know, I'll just say you know there've been there was a lot of negativity I think and hey from from us too I suppose to a degree after after the loss last week but you lost a game in which Russell Wilson threw three interceptions that has almost never happened in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, you you had really a lot of special circumstances to lose that game and they lost it in overtime. Yeah. Okay. If any one thing goes right, that, that of those things that were a little fluky that went wrong, you win that game. So For sure. overall we got, we got to feel really good about it. I had people, you know, Nels, I know you're not watching this, but a guy I worked with at the Herald saying, <laughs> Oh, they're going to go 10 and six. I'm like, why do you think they're going to go 10 and 6? Yeah. They lost one game. That's a bit of an overreaction. Yeah. He's like, oh, they're going to lose to the 49ers this gonna week. Going to go 4 and 5 after this? Yeah. So, <laughs> Fuck. Um, so that was before this this game because okay, they thought yeah. they would lose this game. But, five and five. but there was a lot of that out there. Like, oh, they just, you know, they're not, I don't think it's, they're, it's not a fluke where they are. It's just it as much be. a fluke that they lost a game. Yeah. They've made the plays. You have the MVP of the league at the end of the game, uh, winning. You know, winning most of your games. Uh, you know, outside of last week. I mean, they're just. What I would say is, why, why assume they're gonna fall off a cliff? Like, why, why do people let's, do that? Let's just ride the wave while we enjoy have it, it. You know, let's. We've ride had the enough wave. shitty sports teams in yeah. this city. Let's like, just be happy. Enjoy it, and if they fall apart, they fall apart. But then we can be sad then. <laughs> yeah, why be sad? Be why be sad? Today? Preemptively sad. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> like you're are you, uh, you know, trying to set your not not set yourself up for disappointment? You're gonna be disappointed Either anyway. Way, yeah. Just wait till then. Mm-hmm. Like, be happy so that's now. a future you problem yeah future yeah. you problem 
So it's just it's exciting to have have a team that you know one of the best records in football. You've got the MV, you know, the MVP so far, mm-hmm. um, number one seed in the NFC right now. Yeah. So I mean, man, this, th- these seasons don't come along all the time. So no. uh, you know, just enjoy it. It's great for sure. Um, yeah. All right. And then before we go, let's just make a Monday Night Football pick. Uh, we got Bucks Giants. They're giving. <laughs> I, I'm gonna look for the the over under here. I think the spread is 12 and a half. It's 13 now. No, they moved 13. it to 13. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh. Yeah. I I love the Giants here. I just, I don't know why. Yeah. I love the Giants here. Um, the over-under is 45 and a half. Hmm. So that means it's got to be 24, 22 for it to be. I'm, I think I like the over. I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I pretty much always take an over, but yeah. give me the over. Give me the Giants on that. What do you think? Oh boy. 13. 13 is a huge number. It's a lot. The Giants are pretty bad. Um Giants are ass. Just my gut instinct said take Where the where is the game? Is it New York? It's in uh, I would never I would never put actual money on this. Me neither. Me um, neither for the record. Don't I bet think, on this. <laughs> well, I'll say I'll say Tampa Bay. Okay. That was my instinct this morning. Mm. Um I was thinking of well when it was twelve and a half. Thirteen does change it. Thirteen really changes yeah. it quite a bit. Yeah, but but I'll I'll say ten. I'll I'll stick with Tampa Bay. Okay. Um, just to, yeah, so I can talk shit tonight. Yeah. It'll give us a reason to actually give a <laughs> yeah, shit about this. For game. real, yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> don't really give a give. Actually, yeah. to be fair, the number one, the number two seed doesn't mean really anything anymore. Yeah. And yeah. the the you know if the Bucks win, they're six and two. So. Really, we should root for the Giants here because yeah. it's crazy now. It's just more so than ever. It's like, I mean, it's just the, the number one seed. It really you know? matters. It's, and I like that. I do, too. I think like, I do, too. Yeah. Um, and for, for those of you who don't know, uh, you know, they there's a, an additional playoff team this mm-hmm. year. Whether they'll keep that forever, I bet they probably will, but yeah. who knows. Um, so normally the number one and two get a bye. Yeah. Now number two has to play that extra team. so that the being that there's no difference between one and two seed unless they both win out and happen to play in the in the conference championship game then yeah it's better to be the number one seed Just home but, field but that's but that doesn't that's even still play the, out that all that often no it doesn't usually one of them gets upset anyway so yeah. so yeah being the number one really really it's really big, important big. this year you gotta so. buy and obviously the home field so yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely i guess yeah. go giants yeah, to, go Giants. To cover and straight the up. The New York me. football Giants. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, I guess you got anything else? No. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Fuck Howard Schultz. Fuck Howard Schultz. And uh, yeah, see ya. See ya.